This is Comic Picks by the Glick. Yeah, I'm your host, Jason Glick. Hi, Jason Glick. Hey, John. I can. How are you? How are your holidays? Oh, they're there. They're here. Um, everything's fine here now. How are you? Yeah. It's like my <laughs> my holidays have been, have been good. It's like I'm glad that uh, I'm recording this now after having dri- driven back and forth to my uh, sister's place um, like twice in the last um, 48 hours. But for, for good reasons, for driving my parents first, and um, then driving myself um, second, which has been great. But um, it's like it's, but like I said, like now it's like I'm, he, I'm back. It's like I'm enjoying things and you know, here talking about comics. And, you know, it's like I know what we've been like going on and on about, like, you know, prior to talking about this. But, you know, I guess there's one thing I can't escape talking about uh, before before this particular podcast about Darth Vader is the fact that 2016 fucked us over once again. Okay. And when I say that 2016 fucked over us over once again, right, John? Um, okay. That, um, well, since this is a Star Wars theme podcast, I have to um, address the fact that Earlier today, we found out that um, Carrie Fisher passed away, which, you know, that that is terrible because, you know, once we heard that she had this massive heart attack on the 23rd, we, I, my thought was that, okay, this is going to be the uh, one bit of 2016 that, um, you know, beats the uh, odds that, you know, she's going to get better and we're going to hear good things about it in a couple days. And then when, you know, when George Michael passed away on the 25th, we thought, okay, you know, we're going to hear good things about Carrie Fisher to, you know, to um, make things better, like, after that happens. And then, earlier today, no, that's not what happened. So, that's, that is definitely tragic. And yes, as I'm doing a Star Wars podcast right now, it's like, that is definitely tragic because you know it's like she would like you know it's like you can't can't argue with what she brought to to the star wars franchise as as princess leia as someone who was um, willing to like you know grab the gun and shoot the grate and um, lead everyone to uh safety like even was into a trash compactor or if she's like you know just telling um like a uh, han solo to just go kiss a wookie it's like you know like she was she was fantastic i mean it, this this is in the context of the films itself and her writing career and her willingness to um like embrace like embrace her, her her mental illness and make um like lots of um great comedic guest stars and and make a writing solid writing career afterwards, so that's that's tragic. And it's like you know I like I, said, I, have to, I hate to get sentimental and maudlin about this, but that that's that's disappointing. And you know it's like especially in the fact that you know hey, I've got a Darth Vader podcast to talk about because. Like of the uh, comic books that Marvel has put out so far, their Darth Vader series has been the crown jewel, and that's mainly because they have got, you know, okay. It's like when you're one of the things I like that I want to hear when people are writing a uh, like a run on comics, either be, either be for creator owned or for um, some sort of corporate owned comic, is that they have a plan. That they have, okay, this is what I want to do with the character, this is what I want to do with the story, and I'm going to do it. So, like, if if the series is successful enough, then they can pull it off, and everyone will go home happy. Darth Vader, by Kieran Gylan, 
and um, Salvador La Roca is an example of um, a, a perfect comic run where the writer had an idea, a perfect idea of what they wanted to do with this series and they pulled it off. Because with, um, with, with Darth Vader, Guyland basically had this idea of, okay, like with, um, with the slate wiped clean in the wake of um, Disney's acquisition of, of Lucasfilm, basically wiping out the expanded universe, saying, okay, how does Darth Vader go from his defeat and the destruction of the Death Star at the end of Star Wars to still running the show in Empire Strikes Back? So that's his goal. And um, the 25 issues, you know, including one crossover and one annual, like beautifully show that. Now, Guylan is one of those writers who he, he is he is frankly amazing. He is a very he's a very funny, very creative writer whose uh, Marvel work has been nothing short of fantastic. Be it um his be it his work on um, Journey to Mystery, his um X Men run, which is basically designed to feed into um, Avengers X Men or Young Avengers, which also um fed off of his um Journey to Mystery run, has been like thoroughly. Entertaining. Basically, he's a guy who can look you know, at the, uh, who can take into context, like the uh, the stuff that has been going on in the ex- expanded universe, either of the Marvel universe or of Star Wars, and basically say, okay, these are the constraints that I that I can work within. It's like so, I'm going to just basically push, like push things and like um push the boundaries in all the ways that I can in order to um achieve the the most most creative and most fun result possible. So, so I mean, like just the fact that you know, I honestly think that it's a loss that um, he's not still working on um, like regular Marvel titles. But you know, if he wants to just you know pursue his creator own ambitions, be it with um, like the Wicked and the Divine with Image, or with his um, you know mature reader stuff, which in and with Avatar, you know, being with like the Cross stuff or with um. A Mercury Heat, or or Uber specifically, because like you know Avatar, Avatar like you know they they love their mature reader stuff, but um, but with um Darth Vader, um Guyland basically ha- um he he basically had a specific goal with this with the series, basically twenty five issues of showing you how Darth Vader went from defeat to um triumph, like like in the Empire Strikes Back, and you know I believe I mentioned um back at the beginning, Back when I talked about the um, initial bunch of Marvel, um, like trade paperback collections for Star Wars, was that um, that like Garland actually had a um, nice solid um, plan for for Star Wars, basically showing you that that in the first volume we find out that um, that the Emperor he's got basically he's looking like in the wake of the destruction of the Death Star he's looking at um, different plans, a new plan for um, to replace Vader as his right hand man. Basically, with um, Doctor Silo, the um, one of the one of the people who um, basically rebuilt Vader after um, after he was thrown into the uh, lava at Mustafar, and um, and who helped rebuild Vader. But now um, the Emperor had this had this Doctor create um new um like um like augmented humans, not humans, um humans and aliens, like in order to uh, like basically like serve as a new or like his new right hand man. It's like, and that's that's kind of, that's a start. That's the start of the series. Basically, 
you know, showing showing you how Vader, like you know, even though he is he, he is immensely powerful, but you know, he's got to you have to deal with um being su- being subject to like uh, an arrogant, it's like an arrogant Imperial general, General Tage, and um his and the Emperor's own plans for it. it's like, hey, you know, it's like you failed me, so I'm gonna find someone to replace you now. It's like so, and that's that's a that's a great solid start for things, and um and Gon can like pull like um. Has a gr- has a good plan for showing you how Vader um gets his like um finds a way to like to um ascend like back to the position of power he is that we find we find him in at the beginning of Empire Strikes Back and um this it, and it works well because he also finds a great supporting cast as well such as um Doctor Afra who is basically um Indiana Jones um with even more moral ambiguity like she is a uh, like she's someone who like recognizes like you know the power of um, ancient technology, but she, even if like stuff like say the triple uh, zero droid matrix, which is um kind of a uh, like an, an assassin droid pro- assassin protocol droid um, order. So she says, hey, you know, well this has been locked away by some people. She realizes, hey, you know, maybe we should give this a shot and see what it's like. Like she is like you know. Like it's it's fun to see her, um, like you know, try like um, like basically um, walk the line with both Vader and these um assassin droids. She's um she's brought back into circulation. It's like it's like yeah, she's she's kind of like um evil Indiana Jones. It's fun to see one of the high points, one one of the few high points in the uh, Vader down crossover is when she um comes face to face with Han Solo, and um like she um. Does not recognize Han Solo at all. She recognizes him. She, she looks at him and says, "He's the kind of guy who would skip out on his bar tab given the chance." And when Han Solo sees her, he's like, "Ah, Pudu," because you know he knows who um, Afra is. So he knows that she's not to be fucked with. So there, so there you go. That's <laughs> I guess that's your definition of irony right there. But still. It's like um, Galen has like he's got a good instinct for supporting cast with with Afra, and the um, assassin droids um Triple Zero, who is kind of like you know who is definitely evil C three PO, in the sense that you know he is like someone who, it's like I I can't decide whether or not I would love to see um him voiced by Anthony Daniels. Don't you know, just give him the chance to say you know just Anthony just be evil, or just you know someone like um David Tennant. Well. Who could uh, I'm sure could pull off an evil um, sociopathic droid, and um, BT who is just kind of like R two D two with um, with missile launchers. <laughs> it's, it's good stuff. So you've got, but um, but basically the, the run is like I said, it's all about to, it's showing like you know Vader's ascent, you know, like from from disgrace to like not really redemption, but just you know order, and there's. And there's like fun, lots of fun stuff, and like, um, Galen na- really nails the balance of showing like you know someone who is of someone like Vader who is immensely powerful but still has to struggle against um what like his current lot his current lot in life, whether it's like whether it's um against like say the um the the uh, the replacements that um Doctor Silo has set up set up on like um set up for him, or um like characters like Inspector Thanoth. Who um, he's perfectly human. In fact, like, you know, if they ever um, bring him into the um, reg- like uh, regular universe, I'd love to see him voice of Morgan Freeman because I'm sure Morgan Freeman would love to be a character who is just you know, like you know, you know, just like 
like um, duplicitous and scheming, and uh, you know, someone who realizes his um, role in the, in the uh, like in the, in the franchise is to figure out what um, Darth Vader's ultimate plan is, and then die, like for being so clever as to figure it out. It's good stuff. So, but, but you know, it's like it's. But I guess if I want to say that there's any um, flaws with um, Gallen's approach, is that um, rereading all the volumes of that that he wrote here, it's like you know he's got this nice this bit where like, you know like people like you know say ha Vader I've triumphed over you. It's like you this is how it's always going to be. It's like you it's like you subservient to me, and Vader's saying no, like I. It's like it's like I am going to um this is how it's going to be because I have seen seen through your plans like you know it's like on one hand it, yeah it's like you know it's 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 a uh, it is a nice repetitious bit of um Vader constantly seeing through the bad guys and then affirming his dominance over them now if you um went through the prequel trilogy and um were really depressed over the fact that um. You know, it's like uh, how um, Vader's character was ruined. Like I guess through um, explanation and you know, backstory, like as the uh, as the honest trailers guys like to put it. This is something that you're probably going to like because you know it's basically a constant reaffirmation of Vader's badassery through um, like like very like very worthy means. Whether it's you know whether it's um him, you know just like um like. It's like I'm, um, like showing you showing the um the nobles of um Shutoran, like how to properly dance, or um, it's like or I'm letting um Dr. Silo's um like uh, replacements know. Okay, this is how it was always going to end. It's like that's how it's that that was how it was how it's going to be. It's like there's I mean there's like a, there's like good fun in there. It's like I mean. Like I said there is repetition, but there's also good, but there's also like a very like a good understanding of the genre as well. I mean, in specifically in the final volume, which I probably should be focusing on here, is that when um the emperor you know like gives a spiel to Darth Vader about how how um all all everything that has happened in the franchise up to this point has led to him, the emperor, leading everything, and like. You know, Darth Vader. Like now that, that um, Silo has is on the run after the events of Volume Four, of no Volume Three, of the Shutoran War, basically um saying like yes, yes Vader, you are it's like are my chosen apprentice. This is what we were made for. And Vader responding was saying, yeah, if but if um all of the uh, but if any of um Silo's apprentices made had um defeated me, this is what you would have been telling them. But that doesn't matter because I am strength. The dark side is strength. This is what matters. It's like it's, it's like it shows like a nice understanding of the constraints in which you're supposed to work here. So you know, obviously Darth Vader was going to win, but you know it's like it's, but you know like that kind of like um, awareness is appreciated, and um, there's definitely cleverness to be found within that stuff as well. Such as when um, like Silo shuts off Vader's. Um, robotic parts because he was one of the like doc he was he was the doctor who basically orchestrated um vader's um rebirth from human to from human to human to human machine cyborg and that's that makes sense because hey that you know you're working on what was done before but 
Galleon also has a nice way, has a um, good way for uh, Vader to overcome that, that also draws upon the, uh, like, the stuff from the prequel trilogies, you know, and when he works in the stuff in the prequel trilogies, when he uh, actually has, you know, Vader force choke uh, pregnant Padme in retrospect, that, 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 that works re- really well within context, and also, um, when, um, like, when, uh, like, um, Dr. Aphra spills all of Vader's plans um, to the Emperor, and um, it's like, <laughs> and it's like the Emperor um, responds, you know, you know, perch as you'd expect. Surprisingly, it's like that's cool too. But um, it's also worth mentioning that you know Dr. Aphra now has her own ongoing series written by Guylan, and you think that you know, well, okay, that's that kind of a spoiler in itself because you know, like. Like, wouldn't Vader kill her for what she's, um, the disclosure of the Emperor and whatnot in this volume? Well, yes. Yes, he does kill her. But she survives because Aphra, um, correctly bets on how cruel Dark Darth Vader is willing to be. And that's, that's genius right there. So, so really, it's like, I've, let's see, I, I've enjoyed, um, all of what um, Marvel has put out so far, because you know it's like, you know, it's like, eh, okay, it's like you know, I, I here's where I probably like you know whine about someone like Charles Soul being given um like a uh, like Star Wars taller, right? But you know, like Soul, like you know, he's the kind of guy that you know you give in the sense that you know he's someone who's going to think about things hard enough that um he's going to like at least a very solid series, may not something exceptional. But definitely something readable, if nothing else. And his um, his Poe Dameron um, series, which I'll be talking about shortly, um, will be um, it's definitely an example of that. Example of that. But Marvel has has basically done a good job of throwing um, high high enough level of talent at this at the, at Star Wars at their Star Wars titles that um, everyone everything has been um, thoroughly readable up to this point. The fact that they, um, however, I'm sure they also realize that you know. I'm sure they've realized um, Galen's talent. That, you know, hey, we want to give him, you know, something really worthy to chew on. So, like the thing is, they, they that um that was that's how we got Darth Vader. That's how we got something as good as it, and as good as it is. And um, you know, it's like well, and yeah, it's like his um regular artist Salvador Larocca. Larocca's been doing um quality work for Marvel for, for I guess. No, I think it's decades now, actually. And um, well, there are parts where he um is not quite good on motion. He is definitely um a, a great great one on style, and he's also the kind of guy who can actually churn out more than one book a month. So, um, so really, it's like he's he does a great job with it's like with Guylan. It's like, and overall, it's like you know. Like the uh, like I said, all of Marvel Star Wars books have been, if nothing else, readable. So stuff you can pick up and um, you know, not walk away um being disgusted at. But Darth Vader, Kieran Gillen's Darth Vader is like the one Star Wars series that I would that I would recommend to anyone. It is a it is something that that tells a nice, it that tells a complete story that basically fills in um, essential gaps in the current current um star wars mythos 
it's like, and if, like I said, if, if you're only, if you're someone who was only like, you know, just watching, watch the movies, it's like you can read, um, his, his work in volumes one, two, the Vader down crossover and three and four and come away with a nice cohesive story about how Darth Vader got his groove back between episodes um, four and five. So overall, highly recommended. And you're probably going to hear me um, talk briefly about this again in two weeks because that's when I'm going to do my um, best of 2016 um, list. You know, spoiler warning and all. John, it's like, any thoughts on your end? How Vader got his groove back? How Vader got his groove back. Yes, that is what the series is all about. Ah, gotcha. Um, yeah, and this is a a good trend to fill in gaps, right? Yeah, I guess since um, Disney is like has has realized that you know like anything that any Star Wars stories that 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 um that come from this point from from their ownership have come forward from the point of their ownership are not going to have to uh, feed specifically into you know it's like the like the uh, the franchise. You know, it's like everything has to have a point. So there you go. Got it. Well, cool. Do you know what you're going to talk about next week? Or did we already say that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like I said, I'm expecting me to talk about, like I said, I I have, I have to actually um, have my list of best, my actual best of 2016. But um, at this point, I'd be very surprised if I didn't include um, Vader I'm Darth Vader at like in this list at some point, but Hey, maybe it'll be, maybe I'll surprise everyone here. All right. We'll catch you next time on comic picks by the glick. All right. Laters. Bye.